Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Just for Cabernet show. And comedy, political, politics, AF. That's another name for my show. Hashtag politics, AF. Hashtag Trista for the number governator. Exclamation points, all caps. Um, politics is AF and um, progressive AF. Progressive AF, politics AF. <laughs> um, <clears throat> which is kind of an interesting name for a show, possibly. Anyway, shout out to KAMP, Student Radio at the University of Arizona. Aridstona, now that it's recreational. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. And my one listener at the University of Arizona, Mr. Noam Chomsky. <laughs> I'm going to apply to the University of Arizona myself for a PhD program, another one. Um, no. <laughs> I have a doctor in divinities, and I did apply to uh, National Taiwan University in Taipei for archaeology. I was going to be an underwater archaeologist, ethnobotanist as well, paleo-ethnobotanist, paleobotanist, especially ethnobotany and anthropology. There's another thing that's up my alley. Okay, it's up my alley. So today, or this afternoon, I need to go for a bike ride. I need some 30 minutes of exercise every day. It's part of my regimen. Regime. My regime. Um, it's not... Uh, it's a, a diet, if you will, that's based on nutrition. Remember that? Anybody ever heard of nutrition? You know, because um, could have fooled me. All right. So um, today, let's get up. Let's get caught up on. The Daily Show. Let's see what's going on in the Daily Show. Georgia law takes effect, banning most abortions and granting personhood to embryos and fetuses. Go fuck yourself, Georgia. Go fuck yourself, Georgia. <laughs> House schedules vote on bill protecting access to contraception. This is ridiculous. Okay. This is freaking redonkulous that we're even talking about, well, should contraception be allowed? This is fucking retarded. Excuse my language. Freaking retarded. Triste. Don't make, don't, don't uh, make fun of the, the handicap. No, they're retarded. Retarded in the sense that they're behind the normal growth patterns in maturity. Maturity, mature. They're not very mature, these, these mother freakers. 
who uh, are trying to ram their religiosity down our throats. That's, that's how I see it. Um, and clear violation of the separation of church and state.
children of gods. Oh, right. So also shout out to KPYT, Pasquayaki Radio. While I was talking to you, um, my angel come and flew on, flew to say goodnight to me. Thank you, Angel. Thank you for being my birdie friend. You're very sweet. I love you very much. So anyway, we're going to... uh, So, Daily Show, Thursday, July 21st. I am... It's a a bragging point and um, disclaimer. I was Amy Goodman's... In 2009 in New York, filming said, I did voiceovers as voiceovers as well, so if you see voiceovers, during that period, that's probably me. Climate change is an emergency, and in the coming weeks, I'm going to use the power I have as president to turn these words into formal, official government action. As heat waves scorch the United States, Europe, Asia, and Africa, President Biden vows to take more steps to address the climate crisis, but stop short of declaring a national climate emergency. We'll speak to the Center for Biological Diversity. Then a new study finds U.S. greenhouse emissions have caused nearly $2 trillion in damages to other countries. We'll go to Uganda to speak with Vanessa Nakate and look at how the climate crisis is causing widespread drought in Africa. And the other horrible reality of the climate crisis is that while communities in Africa or in the global south are on the front lines of the climate crisis, they are not on the front pages of the world's newspapers. Plus, we'll speak with George Mambio in Britain, where temperatures were shattered this week, sparking fires across London. We'll also talk to him about the war in Ukraine and the race to replace British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. All that and more coming up. Welcome to Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. A federal appeals court in Georgia's ruled the state's near-total ban on abortion can take effect immediately. The 2019 law outlaws abortions once fetal cardiac activity is present. It also changes the definition of a natural person to include fetuses that have formed in utero after just a few weeks before many people even realize they're pregnant. The law provides for limited exceptions for rape and incest, but a survivor must first file a police report. Another provision allows limited exceptions for medical emergencies. In a joint statement, the American Civil Liberties Union, the Center for Reproductive Rights, and Planned Parenthood said, quote, this is a highly unorthodox action that will immediately push essential abortion care out of reach for patients beyond the earliest stages of pregnancy. Across the state, providers are now being forced to turn away patients who thought they would be able to access abortion immediately changing the course of their lives and futures, they said. The House of Representatives votes today on a bill guaranteeing access to contraceptives under federal law. House Democrats introduced the bill after Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas suggested in a concurrent opinion to the Dobbs v. Jackson case overturning Roe that he's open to reviewing previous rulings on marriage equality, reproductive rights, access to contraception, and other issues. 
making decisions about our bodies. says the Kremlin is seeking to seize more land in Ukraine than just the eastern Donbass region. On Wednesday, Sergei Lavrov told a Russian state news agency peace talks with Ukraine had failed and that Russia now seeks to control a large swath of southern Ukraine. This comes as the Biden administration's warning Russia is preparing to formally annex parts of occupied eastern and southern Ukraine this fall when it'll force residents to move their assets to Russian banks and to apply for Russian citizenship. Sick the ICC. On Capitol Hill, Ukraine's first lady has appealed to the United hey. States Congress for more heavy weaponry. Elena Putin. Zelenska's address to lawmakers came as the, the war entered its sixth month. That's what your president should be doing. I appeal to all of you. Good stuff. Um, On behalf of those who were killed, on behalf of those who lost their arms and legs, on behalf of those who are still alive and well, and those who wait for their families to come back from the front lines, I'm asking for something now that I would never want to ask for. I am asking for weapons, weapons that would not be used to wage a war on somebody else's land, but to protect one's home and the right to wake up alive in that home. In May, President Biden signed a bill granting Ukraine $40 billion in humanitarian and military assistance by far the largest U.S. foreign aid package in decades. Zelensky's request for more weapons comes as the Senate's considering a national defense bill that would see the U.S. spend a record-shattering $846 billion on the military in the next fiscal year. That's $45 billion more than the record request President Biden made earlier this year. Yeah, fuck in the military-industrial complex. Leaders of the European Union say Russian gas is once again flowing through a pipeline under dick. the Baltic Sea to Germany, albeit donkey at a reduced Kong volume. Donkey. The operator of the Nord Stream 1 had taken the pipeline offline for 10 days of scheduled maintenance earlier this month, prompting fears among European leaders that Russia would cut off supplies entirely. Europe remains highly dependent on Russian gas despite EU sanctions targeting other Russian commodities. Here in the United States, dangerously hot weather will impact millions of people again today. In Texas, forecasters are predicting highs of 109 degrees in Dallas and 115 degrees in Wichita Falls, Texas. The extreme heat fueled wildfires outside Glen Rose in North Texas that have burned thousands of acres and destroyed 16 homes. President Biden traveled to Massachusetts yeah. Wednesday to outline new efforts to combat the climate crisis. He spoke from a former coal plant in Somerset, which is being converted into a plant to make supplies for offshore wind farms. Biden said he would give $2.3 billion to FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, to help communities become more resilient to heat waves, drought, and wildfire. Biden called the current state of the climate an emergency, but stopped short of declaring a formal declaration. 
Mm-hmm, of this course. is an emergency. An emergency. And I will, I will look at it that way. I said last week, and I'll say it again loud and clear. As president, I'll use my executive powers to combat climate, the climate crisis in the absence of congressional action. Biden's speech came as more than 100 million people in the United States are under heat advisories. Europe suffers from record heat and searing drought across much of Africa's leading to widespread crop failures and hunger. After headlines, we'll spend the entire show on the climate crisis. A House committee provided a trove of emails and documents detailing how Trump and his allies sought to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census in order to help Republicans yeah, win elections. Yeah, we knew all this. The documents release came as the Committee on Oversight and Reform wrapped up a years-long investigation concluding ever. senior Trump administration officials added the citizenship question in order to up. deliberately exclude non-citizens from the count. The Census Bureau estimates 18.8 million people were left out of the most recent census with communities of color undercounted at far higher rates than in previous censuses. This week, the committee's Democratic chair, Carolyn Maloney, introduced what? the Ensuring a Fair and Accurate Census Act. She said, quote, it's clear that legislative reforms are needed to prevent any future illegal or unconstitutional efforts to interfere with the census and chip away at our democracy, unquote. Yeah, well, in Wisconsin, democracy. the Republican Speaker of the State Assembly says President Trump recently called to urge him to overturn Joe Biden's victory in the 2020 election. The revelation <laughs> came from Robin Voss this week, came after Trump attacked Voss on oh, social media as a rhino. That's a Republican in name only who was letting Democrats, oh, quote, get away with murder. Voss was asked about the interaction by Matt Smith of the Milwaukee ABC affiliate WISN in an interview that aired Tuesday. Day. When's the last time you talked to the former president, President Trump? Uh, within the last week. Within the last week? Yeah. Before or after he tweeted about you? Uh, before. <laughs> what was that conversation like? Uh, it was one of those that, that it's very consistent. He makes his case, which I respect. Um, he would like us to do something different in Wisconsin. I explained that it's not allowed under the Constitution. He has a different opinion. Then he put the tweet out. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. Robin Voss has previously echoed Trump's false statements that the 2020 election was rigged, but has not moved to decertify Joe Biden's electoral college win in Wisconsin. In Arizona, the state Republican Party's executive committee has censured State House Speaker Russell Bowers after he told the yeah. House January 6th this committee Trump Bank and Russell, his lawyer Rudy Giuliani Rusty, pressured him Rusty. to overturn Joe Biden's 2020 Bank election Rusty. victory in Arizona. Not the only Arizona good Republican, Republican out Party there. Chair Kelly Ward confirmed Bowers' censure this week in a statement declaring him, quote, no longer a Republican in good stead, unquote. <laughs> so what? Kelly Ward is a former Arizona state traitors. senator, according to political she and her husband are under investigation by the Justice Department after they joined an effort to deliver false slates of electors to Congress, certifying Trump, not Biden, the winner of the 2020 election in Arizona. A former White House mm -hmm. aide to Donald Trump went on a racist, sexist rant this week just after he met with the Big lawmakers surprise. investigating the January 6th Capitol insurrection. Uh, Garrett Ziegler posted okay. the 27-minute rant as an audio file to his Telegram page where he verbally attacked witnesses who've provided damning testimony against <laughs> the former president and ra uh, railed against leaders of the House Select yeah. Committee on January 6th attacks. Sick offense.
Bolsheviks. So they probably do hate the American founders and most white people in general. This is a Bolshevistic anti-white campaign. If you can't see that, your eyes are freaking closed. And so they see me as a uh, a young Christian who they can try to basically scare, right? Garrett Ziegler went on to use misogynistic epithets to attack two former women colleagues who testified against Trump, Cassidy Hutchinson and Alyssa Farah. President Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, has been ordered to testify to a grand jury in Georgia as part of a criminal probe into efforts by Trump and his allies to overturn the 2020 election. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis revealed Wednesday Giuliani has been ordered to testify August 9th after he failed to appear at a hearing earlier this month. The investigation appears to be focused on 16 Georgia Republicans who signed up as fake electors after Joe Biden won Georgia. But the probe also appears to be aimed at Trump's request to the Georgia no, Secretary maybe. of State in January 2021 no, that he, no. quote, find 11,780 votes, unquote, enough to declare Trump the victor in Georgia. In Washington, D.C., the government rested its case Wednesday in the trial of President Trump's former top advisor, Steve Bannon, who's charged with criminal contempt of Congress uh-huh. for refusing to cooperate with the House Select Committee on the January 6th attack on the Capitol. This evening, the committee will hold its eighth public hearing in a primetime hearing that will be carried by all the major U.S. television networks. Committee Chair Benny Thompson, who's recovering from COVID-19 from isolation, will appear remotely. The hearing will feature two White House aides who quit on January 6th. White House Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Matthews. Last January, Matthews tweeted on the first anniversary of the attack, quote, make no mistake, the events on the January on the 6th were a coup attempt a term we'd use uh-huh. had they happened in any other country, she yeah. said. Thank At this evening's yeah. hearings, lawmakers will show oh unseen gosh. outtakes Fucking of hero. video Trump made to supporters on January 7th when he resisted pressure from aides to condemn the violence. Tonight's hearing begins at 8 p.m. Eastern. Oh. DemocracyNow.org will be live streaming it okay. in its entire, yeah, you don't uh, entirety. Will air extended you. excerpts on Friday's broadcast. United States says it's repatriated a Guantanamo Bay prisoner to his home country of Afghanistan. The U.S. released Asadullah Harun Gul last month after he was jailed at Guantanamo Bay for 15 years without trial. A federal court ruled his detention was illegal and ordered his release. Human rights group Reprieve said Gul suffered severe physical and psychological torture during his stay in Guantanamo, including being beaten, hung by his wrists, and deprived of food and water. Of the remaining 36 prisoners now held at Guantanamo, 19 have been cleared for release. El Salvador's president, Nayib Bukele, has extended a nationwide state of emergency, citing the risk of criminal gangs. It's the third time he's extended emergency rules since March when he granted authorities sweeping powers to arrest and try people without due process. Tens of thousands have been arrested. Amnesty International says the crackdown has led to massive human rights violations, including thousands of arbitrary detentions and violations of due process, as well as torturial treatment and the deaths of at least 18 people in state custody. On Tuesday, relatives of people swept up in the crackdown took to the streets of San Salvador in protest. One mother, Maria Sebastian Amaya, said the police are arresting and jailing innocent people simply because they live in poor neighborhoods. 
This is Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman, joined by Democracy Now! co-host, Ermin Sheikh. Hi, Hi, Amy, and welcome to our listeners and viewers across the country and around the world. Well, today we're spending the hour looking at the climate crisis across the world, from Europe to Asia to Africa to here in the United States, where we begin. On Wednesday, President Biden traveled to Somerset, Massachusetts, to outline new efforts to combat the climate crisis, including expanding offshore wind power and giving $2.3 billion to FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, to help communities become more resilient to heat waves, drought, and wildfire. Biden's speech came as more than 100 million people in the United States are under heat advisories. He spoke at a former coal plant, which is being turned into an offshore wind facility. Climate change is literally an existential threat to our nation and to the world. So my message today is this. Since Congress is not acting as it should, and these guys here are, but we're not getting many Republican votes, this is an emergency. And I will. I will look at it that way. I said last week, and I'll say it again loud and clear. As president, I'll use my executive powers to combat climate, the climate crisis in the absence of congressional action, notwithstanding their incredible action. Well, President Biden repeatedly described the climate crisis as an emergency on Wednesday. He stopped short of declaring a national climate emergency, a move sought by many progressive lawmakers and climate activists. We go now to Jean Sue, Energy Justice Director and Senior Attorney at the Center for Biological Diversity. She recently co-wrote a report detailing how the president could use his emergency powers to address the climate crisis. Um, Jean, can you start off by talking about what it would mean if he does declare a climate emergency Mm -hmm. and what does it mean that he didn't do it yesterday? Absolutely. So right now, uh, for the first time, President Biden... What happened? Jean, we're, uh, you seem to have broken up, but we're going to go to another clip of President Biden speaking yesterday in Massachusetts. That's why today I'm making the largest investment ever, $2.3 billion to help communities across the country build infrastructure that's designed to withstand the full range of disasters we've been seeing to, up to today. Extreme heat, drought, flooding, hurricanes, tornadoes. Right now, 
There are millions of people suffering from extreme heat at home. So my team is also working with the state to deploy $385 million right now. For the first time, states will be able to use federal funds to pay for air conditioners in homes, set up community cooling centers in schools where people can get through these extreme heat crises. Not community a cooling centers, Republican what's that? in Congress stepped up to support my climate plan. Not one. What the hell is so a community cooling center? Climate change is an emergency. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to use the power I have as president to turn these words into formal, official government actions through the appropriate proclamations, executive orders, and regulatory power that the president possesses. When it comes to fighting climate change, climate change, I will not take no for an answer. Yes. Again, he stole that from me. He stole my expression. My slogan. <laughs> He's listening. the Center for Biological Diversity uh, was involved in litigation against Trump's use of emergency powers to build uh, uh, the wall along the Mexico border. Uh, could you elaborate on, on that case and, and how it might be relevant today? Absolutely. Uh, so I personally litigated that case. And in that case, President Trump declared the what is happening at the border as an emergency. In fact, it isn't an emergency. We know that immigration is happening across the border, um, and we've known for some time, and we also know the pinch points of where that was. Um, in terms of that case, he actually took money um, from the military after Congress actually said, no, you can't have more than $1 billion at that point. Um, and he went against Congress redistributed that money towards construction of the border wall using illegally using an emergency power that only allows military spending to be redirected for military purposes to help to help the military uh, several groups litigated gotta take a picture this mountain Actually, listen to this insurrection. How about how about uh, watch posted purge of secret circuit service documents Wednesday.
Wednesday. From New York, this is Democracy Now! Mobs and demagogues will put us on a Mobs path to political tyranny, Lincoln said. As we'll see today, this very old problem has returned with new ferocity today as a president who lost an election deployed a mob which included dangerous extremists to attack the constitutional system of election and the peaceful transfer of power. Ahead of Thursday's House investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol, we'll speak with committee member, Congress member Jamie Raskin and get an update on how the Secret Service has only provided a single text exchange from the insurrection and may have purged all texts after oversight officials requested them. We'll also speak to the Maryland Democrat about the pro-Trump Republican who won Tuesday's gubernatorial primary in his state. He helped organize buses to the insurrection on January 6th. <laughs> he should and be forced we'll to uh, jump, step out of the, of the race and be disqualified as an insurrectionist. Slap him with a fucking insurrection charge. Her neighbor said he allegedly pointed a gun at Jayapal's home and threatened to kill her. Oh, my God. She's a public figure and somebody who's out here screaming and yelling and cursing and, you know, kill you and go back to where you came from and, you know, those kind of things and walking onto her property, you know, not, not okay. Now that the man has been released, we'll get an update from Pramila Jayapal, the first Indian-American congresswoman. We'll ask her about her hopes for an assault weapons ban. And what next for post-Roe America? She herself has testified about having an abortion. All that and more coming up. A mental note to send uh, Pramila Jayapal a, a note of condolences. Welcome to Democracy Now!, democracynow.org. I'm Amy Goodman. Temperatures in Britain topped 104 degrees Fahrenheit for the first time ever Tuesday as a climate change-fueled heat wave scorched much of Europe. The BBC reports the London Fire Brigade had its busiest day since World War II as fires broke out across London in the record heat. At one point, firefighters were battling 12 blazes simultaneously. Major wildfires in England, France, Germany, Portugal, and Spain have burned thousands of acres in recent days. In Portugal, authorities say the heat wave has killed at least a thousand people. Hundreds more have died in Spain. On Tuesday, the head wow. of the World Meteorological Organization warned the climate crisis will only intensify extreme heat waves. In the future, uh, these kind of heat waves uh, heat are going to be uh, uh, normal and, uh, and we will see even stronger extremes. We have already uh, pumped uh, so much uh, carbon dioxide to the atmosphere that the negative trend uh, will continue for the coming, coming decades. And so far, we haven't been able to reduce our emissions uh, globally. Here in the United States, President Biden's traveling to Massachusetts today to give a major address on the climate crisis. Climate activists have been pushing Biden to declare a national climate emergency. But the Associated Press said the president will not take that step today, which would have granted him additional powers to address the crisis. Biden will be speaking in the Massachusetts town of Somerset at a former coal plant that's being turned into a wind energy plant. Voters went to the polls Tuesday for a primary election in Maryland.
that Trump-backed far-right state legislator Dan Cox won the Republican gubernatorial primary. Last year, Cox helped organize buses to Washington on January 6th when he called Vice President Mike Pence a traitor for not supporting Trump's efforts to overturn the election. If elected governor, Cox has vowed to conduct a forensic audit of the 2020 election. He also wants to ban abortion throughout Maryland and end what he describes sexual indoctrination Somebody needs to file a Corruption charges against him. Over a right in the fucking, uh, you know, the attorney general of that state, primary campaigns of far right or the DOJ. Hope will be more vulnerable in the November general election. The Democratic gubernatorial primary remains too close to call. And another closely watched race in Maryland, the corporate attorney Glenn Ivey has defeated former Congress member Donna Edwards in the Democratic primary for an open seat in Maryland's 4th Congressional District. A new super PAC run by APAC, the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, spent nearly $6 million on the race to defeat Edwards. Ivey outspent Edwards 7 to 1. To see our segment on that race, go to democracynow.org. CNN is reporting the U.S. Secret Service has only provided a single text exchange to the House January 6th yeah. Committee and the Department of Homeland Security Inspector okay. General after requests for the agency to hand over all text messages from 24 individuals around the time of the January 6th insurrection. The Secret Service is claiming all the messages have been purged. <laughs> the DHS yeah. Inspector General said in a letter to lawmakers last week, the erasure took place after oversight officials requested electronic communications from the agency be preserved. <laughs> Meanwhile, prosecutors in Georgia have revealed they may bring criminal charges against 16 Republicans who acted as fake electors as part of Donald Trump's effort to overturn the 2020 election. While Joe Biden won more votes in Georgia... The fake electors submitted false certifications to the National Archives, claiming Trump had won the state. Similar efforts were done in six other states where Trump lost, Arizona, Michigan, Nevada, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Republicans facing possible prosecution in Georgia include State Senator Burt Jones, who is Governor Brian Kemp's running mate for lieutenant governor, and David Schaefer, the chair of the Georgia Republican Party. In news from Capitol Hill, the House has passed a bill to protect the right to same-sex and interracial marriage. Every Democrat and 47 Republicans supported the Respect for Marriage Act. It remains uncertain if Democrats have enough votes to pass the legislation in the Senate. The House vote comes as concern is growing that the Supreme Court will move to overturn its 2015 decision legalizing same-sex marriage across the country. On Saturday, Republican Senator Ted Cruz of Texas said the Supreme Court was clearly wrong when it legalized same-sex marriage. <laughs> On Tuesday, seven minutes there. I need to take a picture. Very beautiful right now. Okay, let's see. Hmm. I just got back right now. Huh? Democracy now. Okay. Seven minutes. 
Cox's message is part of an effort to help the primary campaigns of far-right candidates that Democrats hope will be more vulnerable in the November general election. The Democratic gubernatorial primary remains too close to call. In another closely watched race in Maryland, the corporate attorney Glenn Ivey has defeated former Congress member Donna Edwards in the Democratic primary for an open seat in Maryland's 4th Congressional District. A new super PAC run by APAC, the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, spent nearly $6 million on the race to defeat Edwards. Ivey outspent Edwards 7 to one to see our segment on that race go to democracynow.org cnn is reporting the u.s secret services only provided a single text exchange to the house january 6th committee and the department of homeland security inspector general after requests for the agency to hand over all text messages from 24 individuals around the time of the january 6th insurrection the secret service is claiming all the messages have been purged. The DHS Inspector General said in a letter to lawmakers last week, the erasure took place after oversight officials requested electronic communications so from they the defied. agency be preserved. They defied a Meanwhile, prosecutors in Georgia have revealed they may bring criminal here, charges Jeff. against 16 Republicans hey, hey, who hey, acted as yeah, fake right. electors as part of Donald Trump's effort to overturn the 2020 election. While Joe Biden won more votes in Georgia, the fake electors submitted false certifications to the National Archives, claiming Trump had won the state. Similar efforts were done in six other states where Trump lost, Arizona, Michigan, Nevada, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Republicans facing possible prosecution in Georgia include State Senator Burt Jones, who is Governor Brian Kemp's running mate for lieutenant governor, and David Schaefer, the chair of the Georgia Republican Party. In news from Capitol the Hill, chair. the House has passed a bill to protect the right to same-sex and interracial marriage. Every Charged Democrat and 47 Republicans supported the Respect for Marriage Act. It remains uncertain if Democrats have enough votes to pass the legislation in the Senate. The House vote comes as concern is growing that the Supreme Court will move to overturn its 2015 decision legalizing same-sex marriage across the country. On Saturday, Republican Senator Ted Cruz of Texas said the Supreme Court was clearly wrong when it legalized same-sex oh, yeah, marriage. Like you know something. On Tuesday, 17 Democratic lawmakers were arrested outside the Supreme Court while protesting the court's recent decision overturning Roe v. Wade. Among those 
was arrested were Congress members Cory Bush of Missouri, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez of New York, Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, and Assistant House Speaker Catherine Clark of Massachusetts. In a statement, Clark said, quote, the extremist Republican Party is determined to take us back in time and take away yep. our rights. I refuse to stand on the For sidelines sure. as their rampage continues, she said. Yeah. Well, in Indiana, the doctor on the who recently provided abortion care to a 10-year-old rape survivor from Ohio is moving to sue Indiana's Republican Attorney General Todd Rakita for defamation. Last week, Rakita appeared on Fox News and falsely accused the doctor, Caitlin Bernard, of having a, quote, history of failing to report abortions to the state. The lawsuit alleges Rakita made the false statement as part of an effort to, quote, heighten public condemnation of Dr. Bernard, who legally provided legitimate medical care, unquote. Sri Lankan lawmakers have voted to elect former Prime Minister Raniel Wickremesinghe as president following last week's resignation of the Sri Lankan President Gotabaya Rajapaksa after mass protests rocked Sri Lanka. Wickremesinghe is a six-time former prime minister who is a close ally with the former president. Relaxing. Oh, yeah. Got hay all over myself. Itchy. Oh, my God. You what, Itchy? Yeah, I just got hay all over myself. Oh, hay. That was a... That was a dumb move, Tristan. Get it off with this. It's a sad day, though. It's a sad day, not just uh, for the people of this country, but for all of the world, I guess, because it seems that the entire world is sort of uh, accepted.